You're listening to the Holistic Healthy Mama podcast. I'm Lauren Madden, your host, and it's my mission and passion to help moms feel more confident and empowered in their motherhood journey through mindfulness, mindset, and self-love so you can be the best mom, partner, woman, and human that you can be. You're on. You're um, live. Oh my gosh. Live <laughs> world premiere. You're celebrity. Mo- you're famous. Yeah. 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 Mama hood. <laughs> Welcome. <gasps> um, so I know I shared some of this with you sporadically through text message and email, but um, really my intention for this conversation that we're going to have is really just to kind of have a heart-to-heart chat about motherhood via Zoom and (laughs) just to kind of talk about all the things like the highs, the lows, the good, the bad, the challenges, the lessons, because I think so many of us go through so many similar things, but don't always talk about them. And especially with social media, it's so easy to just see like all the great things and all the highlight reels and all of the happy, positive, smiling faces. And when in reality, it's like, I am smiling and crying a million times up and down every single day. So (laughs) um, my intention is just to hold space for that. And also just to learn about different moms from different backgrounds, different phases of their, their journeys, you know, um, in really just an attempt to kind of like create that space and that community and that feeling of like, we're all in this together. So I'd love it if you could start off just telling whoever is listening a little bit about yourself, who you are, what your motherhood journey is like currently. You have one daughter. You can talk a little bit about her um, and whatever else you feel like sharing just from a personal standpoint. Um, Well, first off, Lauren, I'm just so proud of you um, for putting this together and, you know, diving into your creativity and really just heeding the call of putting together a a safe space where, you know, moms can feel inspired and uh, seen and recognized. And, you know, I think that's just so invaluable in a time and space where we're so hyper-connected, but still feel alone to some degree. And especially motherhood can be a, a journey within that. So yeah, I'm stoked that you're doing this. Just um, so yeah, little intro. Um, yeah, my name's Ayana. I am a mom of one, Miss Nova Ray. She's the real star of the show. And um, yeah, so I currently work full time for a creative agency in account management. Um, I'm also a musician and yoga teacher, um, home manager, meaning I make all the meals, all the cleaning, run the show. Um, yeah. And biggest, biggest hat, most proud hat that I wear is being Nova's mom. Um, so yeah, she's amazing. She just went skiing for the first time yesterday. So yeah, that was really fun. She did amazing. She's a major Capricorn energy. So, so sure of herself, so confident and just knows exactly what she wants in life, which, you know, I take notes from daily. (laughs) How old is she for 
those of us who don't know her yeah, personally she's she just turned four so okay I can't even say that anymore like December was a few months ago she's yeah she's a four-year-old <laughs> yeah yeah and she's acting yeah. like a four-year-old <laughs> oh yeah yeah she's well she she told me that she's going to be five tomorrow and I have to keep reminding her that birthdays are just once a year mm-hmm. um but she'll find any any reason to s- celebrate herself which is great <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, I, we're going to talk about, I'm sure a lot of different things in this upcoming, you know, conversation, but I'd like to start out on kind of a positive note because I'm sure we'll talk about some things that are a bit more challenging. So sure. if you had to summarize, I mean, your motherhood experience so far, what would you say is your favorite part or the best thing about being her mom? Um, yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's such a beyond experience. There's a few ways that I describe being a parent or motherhood in general, but it's kind of like your world gets exploded and then you re-put the pieces back together in a more beautiful way than you could have imagined your life beforehand. Mm-hmm. So it really is like a, it's a full stop in terms of your story in your own narrative and it's a, you know, it's a new chapter. It's a new, it's definitely a page turn. So, um, I, yeah, so transformation definitely comes to mind in terms of like one singular word, Mm -hmm. um, expansion, you know, you'll never know more challenges. You'll never know more joys, um, in this experience. Um, and it's, it's just, it's taught me, yeah, so much, but really just to, to soften, to slow down and to enjoy life moment to moment. And that there's real beauty in that. So, um, I think that's, that's my greatest gift in being Nova's mom is just really this, um, the art of slowing down and appreciating, um, each moment as it comes. Yeah. Yeah. The art of slowing down and like the art of always learning and always, like you said, like always transforming. Cause it's not just like when they're born, right. It's mm-hmm. moment to moment. It's like million times per day. I feel totally. I, I think prior to being a mom, I've always had this very like perfectionist oriented mentality, um, you know, striving to, to do everything exceptionally and get everything, you know, exactly where you want it to be. And so in, in this, you know, transformation, you have to really learn to go with the flow and accept things as they come, Mm -hmm. uh, because you're going to be asked to pivot a thousand different directions, a thousand times a day. So that type of flexibility is, did, did not come inherent to me. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been, it's been really, um, such a huge, uh, teaching and blessing, um, to be patient and resilient. Yeah. Yeah. I call myself a recovering perfectionist and a recovering people pleaser. Cause those are like the yeah. two things that like, I've just carried with me from childhood and I know about myself oh, yeah. like so truly. Right. But it is crazy yeah. how like having kids shifts that. And can you think like, was there, do you remember like a specific time or a specific age where you really started to notice, like you had to kind of face your perfectionism head on with being a mom? Um, in regards to like, was there, is there a time in my life where I had to like, like let with that Nova. go? 
like with Nova, like, do you feel like it's kind of came to your awareness that this perfectionism was something you would have to let go of? Like when she was a newborn or when she was like more in the toddler years? Yes. So here's, here's an interesting timeline for me is, um, I had always been very, um, achievement and academically oriented in terms of, um, you know, success and goals very early on in life. And then in college years really took a lot of time to deconstruct that. And for the next, you know, five, eight years really put myself on like a self-discovery journey where I was doing a lot of world traveling and, uh, a lot of experiential, uh, um, you know, focuses and goals. So they were very different than, you know, how can I do everything perfectly? They were much more expansive experiences. Um, so in, in, in that discovery, I found yoga and followed that and taught yoga, playing music, just living a very creative free life. So what, when I was in that mode, I thought I had really unpacked all of this, you know, perfectionist, very, um, achievement oriented mindset. And I had really just disguised it with, I'm living a pretty easy life that wasn't demanding me to look at those rougher edges. So then when I became a mom, it was like, whoa, none of these things are actually gone. They've just kind of been masked or veiled in these, you know, more holistic, natural living approaches that I've been taking. But as soon as there's challenge or discomfort, instantly those, you know, reflexes, you know, chime in and remind you, okay, well, there's still some work to be done here. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. All the work. No, that's actually really interesting because I have, I've had kind of similar experiences um, with the yoga background too. Like I, I was so drawn to yoga because I felt like it was a way for me to like let go of stress and feel better about myself and all this stuff. But then it's like the perfectionism and the people pleasing, honestly, like even crept into that. So in so many ways with my yoga practice before Mm -hmm. I became a mom. Um, and it is, it's like, you, you know, you want to be the best one in class. Like you want to be able to, to nail the handstand and take all the pictures and have it be on Instagram and all of that. Right. And it's, (laughs) it's interesting how it like creeps into that because the whole the whole practice of yoga is about being with the discomfort, right? Like Mm -hmm. being with those parts of yourself that you might not necessarily want to be with and like learning how to be in that. I had someone say once that, um, being a parent was like being in an 18 plus year long yoga class. And like, it's so true. It's like just constantly moving through the ebbs and the flows and the good parts and the bad parts and the discomfort, all of that. Well, yeah. in the in the Ashtanga practice, that's what um, I can't remember. You know which teacher said this, but essentially, you know, there's there's different um, series of the Ashtanga practice, and I believe it goes up to six series. Don't quote me on that. I'm a little tapped out of my yoga bubble, but they say that the seventh series is having a family. So mm-hmm. that expansion beyond self, you know, you can control and um, focus inward so much, but when you're really tested to like, how does this play in, uh, when you're, you know, trans transitioning into being uh, a parent, a mother, a family person, and you're having to carry the weight, not just for yourself, but your unit. Um, there's so much more to that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, and it's, and there's that other expression too. What is it that like, 
again, like we're terrible right now because we're like, don't quote me on this. Don't quote me on this. Yeah, please make sure you fact check us first. There's something that's like- Want to be yogis here. Right, I know. We're so like woke and aware of all these things. Um, But the quote I'm thinking of is like the real enlightenment is spending time around your family or something like that. You've heard that, right? But it is, it does. It just triggers like all of the- parts of you that um, don't really want to look at and I mean talk about expansion and transformation like those are the things that for me I mean my daughter's only two and it's like the past two years have been compared to the rest of my life I feel like even just in and of themselves like a lifetime of lessons and a lifetime of just looking at my shit that I don't want to look at and having Mm -hmm. to sit with it (laughs) having to totally work with it you know because you can't run away from it no. And I feel like in this completely divine way, you're given the child that, that you need as well as they're given the parent that they need. Like there's this kind of divine pairing and partnership that comes with it mm-hmm. where Nova and I could not be more opposite in terms of, you know, orientation, personality, characteristics, so forth, where she is so sure of herself, so driven um, so uh, crystal clear view of like what she wants and what she's about, um, that I do this great way of working with her to like soften that and that it's okay if it's not exactly this way. Um, and I'm, you know, really good at helping her understand how to navigate through that. But at the same time, she's also reminding me like when I'm feeling really indecisive or unsure, I can look to her and be like, you know, how do you lean into that intuition mm-hmm. and trust yourself and know what you're about? Cause like she just, without second guessing anything, mm-hmm. just like, just has that. So, you know, I, I do feel like it's, it's, it, they're just your, they're your greatest teachers in life. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, yeah, I've been feeling that a lot lately, especially with, with my daughter, it's like one thing after another, but um, I know we've kind of touched on this already a little bit, but if you were to think back over the past four years and really thought about like the biggest challenges that you faced, what would you say were, you know, one or two of the biggest struggles that you've had just either becoming a mom or even like being pregnant or, you know, any certain age that she's been at? Yeah. I think it's, it's really, it, every single day and season and phase is really, uh, this mixed bag of challenges really. So, um, you know, I could certainly, uh, share plenty of anecdotes throughout that, but I think initially it started. So, you know, Nova was not planned. She was a beautiful surprise. Um, but that in and of itself was so much to adjust to, cause it wasn't like I had everything prepared in my life as I thought I would It really, um, from the get-go had me leaning into a lot of discomfort and unknown and trusting that I can do this. Um, so that, yeah, that just set us on this kind of wild trajectory. Um, and I felt a lot of, uh, guilt initially because of it, because I was so again, perfectionist and achievement oriented. I really expected myself. Like I thought more, I thought I'd have more together in my life at that point, or I'd be Mm -hmm. in a different phase that I would be married. I would have a career set, all of these kind of social expectations and obligations that we Mm -hmm. put on ourselves. I didn't have any of that set up, you know, and I, um, 
had a lot of yeah doubt and guilt around the pregnancy from the start. Um, you know, it, it did help that I have an amazing support system between friends and family and, um, my partner being where he's at in life too. We took, you know, a hard look at, is this something that we're willing to step into? We gave ourselves some private time to consider that. And it was something that independently and unanimously we were full on, you know, committed to, um, so that, that commitment from day one, even though it was a surprise was, I think really essential. Um, but yeah, I definitely struggled with like all of those feelings of like guilt and shame. Um, and then once having her, I was one of the younger moms in my friend group to have kids. So I was extremely isolated. There was nobody that I could really, um, feel a shared connection with and bond with because nobody in my friend group was experiencing what I was. And oftentimes I think people can look at motherhood in this very, uh, idyllic, nonsensible way. And they think it's just, you know, putting on cute clothes and bringing them to story time at the library and having a best friend that you're going grocery shopping with. And it is so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're laughing. It is so not that, you know, and they are like, Oh, how, you know, can you, you know, come, come out to happy hour with us? And it's like, you know, not only do not, do you feel like you're this extremely raw, vulnerable, like molecule in the world, but also trying to fit into this box that you don't fit into anymore on top of just the logistics of like, okay, not only do I have to account for myself, but like, who's going to take care of my child. If I go do that, I need to be back by a certain time. I need to pump. I need to do this. You have this laundry list of, um, internal dialogue that just, you know, keeps going and going, trying to figure out how to navigate through it. So, so yeah, it can be extremely isolating and, hard to figure out because you're trying to stay acquainted and connected to that sense of self that's unwavering, but give yourself that space and flexibility to evolve and mold into the mother in person that you're becoming and are. Um, so it's, and then, and then still feel, you know, connected to people that you love along the way, um, and communicate that to them, you know? So it's, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I love like everything you just said. I was like frantically taking notes because I can relate to that so much. I also had my daughter like before many of my friends, I think you were honestly one of my only friends that had yeah. a child like around the same age. Yeah. Um, you were how old? I was, I don't even know how old I am now. It's awful. It's taking me so long to figure this out. I was 27 when I had her. When you 27. Okay. Right? Yeah. I was 27. Mm -hmm. I got pregnant when I was 26 and I was 27 when That's, I had her. We're the same age, right? I think. We're, I don't know. Are you, are you turning 20, 30 this year? Yeah. I'm turning 30 this year. Yeah. We're pushing 30, man. You know, can't keep track anymore. Look at us, look at us go. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. Cause like, even going back to what you were saying about the societal thing and the expectations, right? Like I look at my mom and she had my brother and I, when she was 23 and 25, yeah. But like she was married right out of college, you know, they had the house, they were like, yep. they did that whole thing. 
They and were yeah. And it's just, it's interesting to see how different that is. And then here, here we are like almost 30 and most of my friends aren't even in like serious relationships, let alone like even thinking about having kids totally. anytime soon. Yeah. And here's the wild thing, like as crazy of, as a surprise that it was like, and as much that's changed from different generations and eras, the biological clock has remained the same. So I am still so thankful as much hardship as I had being a young mom, the fact that I'm in my prime and have the energy to, to navigate and maneuver all of these moving parts, I'm truly grateful for, because I can't imagine, you know, to each their own, but like, you know, I, being in another season, being older, more established is going to have its own set of challenges, Mm -hmm. whereas being young and being flexible and nimble to like figure it all out there's definitely, you know, a positive to that. And I think that goes to show that motherhood is going to look so different for everyone, Mm -hmm. no matter the time, season, age, whatever it is, that there is no right or wrong. There's just who you are, where you're at, how it's happening and you figuring that out for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it goes back to what you said earlier too, which I loved about like each child really like choosing their parent and vice versa, right. From like a spiritual and development standpoint, like, you know, if you do have children later on in life, like, I think that's for a reason. And there's probably unique challenges and lessons that you learn. Mm -hmm. Same as if you have them as a really young, you know, if you're in your late teens or your early twenties, like it's just such a different experience. But I think what you were talking about was like, feeling isolated. I feel like that's probably something that's universal, no matter how much support you have, just because like, no one can ever truly know what you're feeling and what you're going through. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think like what you, what you said that I wrote down that I loved so much was like the example about going to happy hour and trying to fit into this box. You don't really fit into anymore. Cause I know for me, at least it was like, I didn't fit into the old box, but I also had like no real understanding of what the new box was that I was supposed Mm -hmm. to fit into as a mom. Right. And so there's this weird, like adjustment period that I honestly feel like I'm just even coming out of now, like two years later, Mm -hmm. um, of like, well, who am I as a mom versus Mm -hmm. who was I before? Who am I outside of being a mom? Right. Like all of these things, there's just like such a shift in identity. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that even in and of itself feels very isolating sometimes. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's, it's extremely isolating and you know, it doesn't matter if you're a working mom, stay at home mom, whatever iteration of the journey you're on. Um, you're still experiencing, yeah, this like shedding of skin, right? It's like, you're not your old self, but you, you're still finding your footing in your new self. And it's, yeah, it's all just, um, you're, you're, you're just still just trying to put like dinner on the table at the same time, yeah. you know, as you like, <laughs> like do are, are undergoing this, like, you know, metamorphosis that is motherhood, you know, you're trying to like keep it all together still mm-hmm. and, um, feel like connected to yourself, you know, cause it, you will change. You, and the, here's an interesting thing too, is I think women, like, when do you feel like you really became a mother, like a matron? Like, when do you think that that experience was for you? Was it when you found out? Was it when you gave birth? Was it when you nursed for the first time? Like, when did you first feel like you became the mother? 
Yeah, that's a crazy question. Because I don't even know. Like, I would say probably for me, when I gave birth and like I held her for the first time. But it's interesting now that I'm pregnant again, because I've had so many moments where I've like tuned into myself and been like, I, there's days where I forget I'm even pregnant. And then all of a sudden I'll feel like a little, a little kick or a little something. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's a freaking baby in my belly. Like, mm. Of course I forgot, but it's like, it's crazy to me. Cause I think some people like naturally feel more connected to their babies when they are pregnant and when they're mm-hmm. in those like right away, right. As soon as they find out. And I think other people don't feel connected to their babies until like way down the road. So it's interesting that you asked me that. Cause I've been kind of like checking in on myself with that too, just being pregnant now. And like, I'm so busy all the time and I'm like, you know, I work full time and I have Ava who's two. So I'm like chasing her around with all my extra energy and I have to like, sometimes actually check myself and be like, no, you, you also are pregnant currently mm-hmm. you have another, you have another daughter. Do- I have two daughters, you do. You know, it's like, it's nuts. I just don't like have one physically here yet next to me. She's still like in my body. She's still growing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting question. I think to even, you know, pass on to other moms that you speak to, because I think, for example, like men don't usually experience being a father until they're like, they're holding baby and it's visceral and real. And for, for moms, it can happen at any point in the equation, you know, the first kick or the first nursing or whatever that is for you. I think for me, it was as soon as I found out it, it was like a huge shift of like, I didn't even know how to not think like a mom anymore. Like I didn't know how to like unsee what I've seen, you know, where you're just like this mom tunnel vision of like every choice you make, every thought you have, everything, you know, it's just, it's all centered around like, I am this vessel of like giving life and continuing to support life as it's growing within me. And if one day outside of me, you're still that root and pillar of support for this being. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just so interesting. It can look so different, so many different ways for women. Yeah. And I know, like I've heard people say too, where they've had a hard time connecting even after their baby's born, like it can take a while to feel like even just taking on that role as, as a mother, even I think some people, some moms have a hard time feeling connected even beyond the birth. And it's like, it's totally normal, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's the same way that like dads feel connected at different times too. And I think that's part of the whole journey. And like, for me, especially, it's just been like this whole identity shift of even just seeing myself as a mom. And even just like, I remember the first time that I thought of Ava as my daughter, instead of like Mm -hmm. my baby, like it was weird, but it was like the label in my mind changed at some point. To where I was like, oh, she's my daughter. She's no longer like mm-hmm. just this baby that I, you know, tend to around the clock. Yeah, it's no, it's so true. Especially if you have, you know, we've been both extremely fortunate to be very connected to our babies and have the space and support systems to do so with nursing and staying home for some time, so forth. But because of that, yeah, you, you are like so zoomed in and so invested in just keeping this little creature alive. That is literally your job all day long is like 
to like understand their, their cries and pains and discomforts. And it's this whole new language that you're getting to know that only you as the mother can truly understand. Everyone else can like have their, you know, moments and their own relationships, but you have this completely new dialogue with this being and it just evolves, you know, how you're, how you're connecting and how you're relating that at some point they need you a lot less and it gives you both space to like grow Mm -hmm. beyond that, you know, where you can entertain, you know, going back to work or having another baby or like, you know, like life Mm -hmm. can kind of like keep moving after that point. Uh, But it is so intense early on and it just takes every, every piece of you that I would love to see more new moms give themselves such grace during this time, because it's not always going to be this way. Um, But it is also like, it is, it is so much more challenging um, than, than anybody realizes unless as a mom, they've experienced it themselves and they have a clue for their own story. But yeah. Yeah. Tell me, tell me more about, um, your postpartum experience and like, was there anything that you found to really help you through that? Or was there anything that anything that you did to like prepare yourself for that? Or was it all just kind of like a, a big surprise? Yeah. Um, great, great question. So again, I, I think I'm, speaking from a really cushioned place that I is, I think is important to, you know, have Mm -hmm. a precursor for that. Um, I was able to have a really healthy pregnancy, beautiful pregnancy, a really healthy, beautiful home birth by choice. Um, and I'm also going to make a disclaimer that every birth is beautiful, whatever your circumstances are, it's about making the choice that's right for you and your family. Mm -hmm. That choice was right for me and my family. And it, it, you know, was really hard. I just, because I had a home birth doesn't mean it was an easy one. It was 64 hours. So, you know, nothing can really prepare you for that. No yoga (laughs) practice, no freaking book, nothing. So like, you know, yeah, there's that. Um, so going into it again, I had spent like a long, a lot of years just really focused on like, you know, self-discovery, understanding who I was because of that. I think I was comfortable being uncomfortable and, uh, being okay with having, um, like less material things, less busy things and really focused on connecting with myself and the baby. So all of that came a little more naturally to me. Um, that being said, um, the, it was, you know, of course, still incredibly challenging. I think without the support system that I had, it would be beyond, you know, I think those that have that start families without any loved ones nearby are like superheroes because they don't even have a moment to come up for air, which I feel like you really, you really need if you can afford it. Right. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, literally going to the grocery store by yourself or whatever that is you need to, to do that. So some of the, like how I think that breaks down into like a more logistical way is having a kind of plan set up for your support system of like things that you could actually need and use help with. So that could look like a meal train postpartum that could look like you having food that you've even prepared and frozen and having that ready to go. So it's not just such a shell shock to you. Um, and then when people 
come to support new moms I think they have this idea that they're like guests in their home like the mom should be like making them tea and they should just be like talking about her birth story it's like no go wash that new mom's dishes go fold her laundry go you know go go help her she is in the most like raw vulnerable state possible like she needs help like with just getting through the day mm-hmm. um so I had you know my my mom and a doula and midwifery care that came in and did those types of things for me and would have just really supportive open conversations they had the vocabulary to walk me through this but i think a lot of moms don't have that i think a lot of moms are just kind of like here's your baby and they're just like kind of thrown off into the world expecting that they're just going to figure this out seamlessly um so you know that I think community and support are like the most essential pillars for moms finding their way. Mm -hmm. So connecting with other new moms as well. Um, you know, we went to like, you know, library, library times and mom groups. And at the time the new moon women's circle was more of an active thing. So I had Mm -hmm. outlets like that where I felt a lot of kinship around motherhood and community. Um, but I think those were all um, really essential, but I also recognize that they were a luxury where a lot of women yeah. don't have access to that. So um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I even, this it made me think of this though, because I, I didn't even know, you know, a few years ago, I had no idea what a doula was. I had no idea about any of this stuff. And I didn't know, like, as I learned more about doulas, that they even have like postpartum doulas specifically that will come to your home and will like help you with these things. Mm-hmm. And I actually connected with someone recently who's training to become a doula. So she offers all of these services like on a donation basis, um, basically, cause she's trying to build out, you know, her own experience, her own client list. And I was just thinking about that. Cause I'm, you know, kind of in a similar boat where I have family close by, I have people you know, you were one of those people for me. Like you came to my house a few weeks after I had Ava and you like made me a meal and you made me tea and it was so nice. And I'll never forget Mm -hmm. that, but it's like, not everybody has that or not, not everybody knows that that's what new moms really need. So I think there's like, there's resources out there and it's just a matter of like finding, you know, what like, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And Mm -hmm. I'm really glad I learned that before I had my daughter, but it's like, you know, there's, there's so much support and there are so many resources. It's just a matter of like really finding them and finding what resonates with you and your family. Right. hundred percent. There is a book. I'm just, yeah, it's called the first 40 days, the essential mm-hmm. art of the nourishing of, excuse me, of nourishing the new mother. I think that it should be like quite literally required reading for mm-hmm. all new moms mm-hmm. because it sets you up that postpartum isn't just like this several day, you know, phase. It's really an ushering of like yourself as a, as a new, as a new woman, a new mother, a new baby, a new family, and giving yourself the time and space to make that transition, um, as gentle, as gently as possible. So I'm not saying take each you know, recipe that you need to do this verbatim, try it on and, you know, make it work for you, but really treating postpartum, not as like this, um, short-term phase. It is really like 
you know, the, the continuation from like maiden to matron and one day crone, you know, that is like the evolution of, of woman. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah. Yeah. And just thinking too, about it differently, like you'll always be postpartum. Like once you've had, once you've had a child, you are forever then postpartum, right? Like, it's not like it just ends at the end of like a certain amount of time and you're supposed to be at this certain stage or feel a certain way. Like it's always going to be changing and shifting. And I know for me, that was like really hard to learn, like how to slow down, how to take care of myself, how to ask for other people to help me and how to feel okay with that. And like, it's just so different than what I think so much of our culture teaches us and like focuses Mm -hmm. on. So that was really tough, but I'm glad, you know, like, like we were saying, like it it was really nice that I was able to give myself that. Um, I think it'll be different this time around now that I have a two-year-old that I'll be chasing, Mm. you know, and it's like that, like leaning into support is going to be so much more important. Um, but yeah, I was going to ask, do you have any um, suggestions? I know you mentioned that book, which is an awesome book, but any other like yeah. tools or resources that you've found over the past few years that have helped you? Like we've talked a lot too about even just like staying in moments of discomfort. So mm-hmm. anything outside of yoga, because obviously yoga can help with that, but anything else sure. that you you know recommend? Yeah. So in my very uh, Libra air sign fashion, I am not a very hard, um, rule follower, you know, where I have like a very strict discipline and ritual of how it looks. Um, but I think in general, kind of tuning into like, what makes you feel calm and connected to yourself should be practices that you continue to uncover and maintain. Um, so how that can look is setting up boundaries or rituals that work in the kind of fluidity that is motherhood. For example, um, like, like we have a routine and we did it with when Nova starting when she was a baby, but like bath time, I'll take like, um, a really nice therapeutic bath with like salts and oils. And like, it is me time and it doesn't take a time. It's not like a three hour block of time. I don't have to organize a babysitter, do anything, but I build in these little self-care rituals. And then, and then after I have that time to myself, then Nova can like even get in the bath with me and we can like Mm -hmm. hang out and it's like eye to eye contact, really slow, peaceful, easygoing. So finding those little rituals that help you stay grounded and connected to yourself, I think are really essential. Mm-hmm. Um, and just remembering that, like, if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. I know that's like a, a pretty cardinal rule that like everyone preaches, but it's another thing to put into practice. So um, really honoring what that is for you, whether it's like, Hey, I'm going to go for a hike before everyone wakes up, or I'm going to get up and I'm going to do my morning meditation or some breath work, or, you know, maybe that, maybe you're not into any of that. Maybe like spiritual practices aren't your thing. Maybe it's making your grocery list for the week and feeling like you have your meal meal plan prepped out or like thinking about, I don't know, just whatever that, whatever that is, um, finding little ways to honor yourself that don't feel like they're creating an imposition to the flow of your life. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And I resonate with that so much because I've had like recently, I've been doing a lot of work just for myself to try to like be more flexible with what that looks like, because I feel Mm -hmm. as, as your children grow, they go through different phases, right? They sleep differently. They drop naps. They like go through different things that they need you in different ways and at different times of the day. And I remember there was a period of time when Ava was really little, I would, I'd wake up at like 5 a.m. I would pump, I would journal, I would read, I would listen to podcasts. I would sometimes work out. Like I had like two solid hours to myself in the mornings and I was so productive and I got so much stuff done. And then she started waking up earlier or she started waking up more over the course of the night. So I was too tired to wake up at 5 a.m. And I needed to sleep later. And I was so mad about it. Like I clung onto that routine Like it was like Mm -hmm. my only lifeline. Like I was like, no, like I have to have this time in the morning because otherwise I won't get it back. Right. And it became this like resistance. And as soon as I just kind of like let that go and realized, okay, I'm in a different season. She's in a different season. Like I'll still have time to myself. It just might look different. Right. It might Mm -hmm. not be this exact same routine that I've like carved out for myself. And ever since then, it's been like, you know, it's a constant reminder, but it's like day to day things do look so differently. But Mm -hmm. I love that idea of just like having those little, almost like those little moments where you can just kind of check in with yourself, right. Of like, totally. How am I feeling? What do I need right now? Like, what can I, what can I ask for? And just remembering that it's like, it's not forever. Yeah. And I think what you said too, is like, remember that these are like moments, gifts that you're giving to yourself. So like, don't let it be something that you're like resenting or forcing it to be in this particular way, like, let it, let it be flexible, let it evolve, let it be what it is in that moment. And it will create, um, you'll just appreciate it so much more. Yeah. I think parenting is the ultimate form of like integration. It's, Mm -hmm. It's like all of those spiritual practices, teachings, philosophies, tough lessons, hard knock life, you know, it's like all of it wrapped into one, but you're like living it right now. You're fully integrated. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just exhausting even thinking about it. <laughs> even yeah. talking about it. I'm like, oh. I know. Like, I know that I have like eight, I have like 12 minutes until I need to be in the car to go get her from school, bring her back home, get snack, playground back home dinner made you know it's like Mm -hmm. I'm we're pausing for a moment to have this dialogue but in reality it is like it is warp speed that all of this happens in yeah every day (laughs) yeah yeah um anything else that you can share about just the ability to stay connected to that unchanging part of yourself Hmm. I love her (laughs) Um, she's the best. She's always there. She's always within you. Just remembering that and finding new ways to meet her and trusting her and loving her again. I, you know, we've, we've already touched on that several times today, but like, it's going to look different, you know, and then, and that's okay. It's okay that it looks different, but she's still the same. Um, So just knowing that that's there, um, that is who, especially being like a mother of a daughter, you know, you can, 
I'm sure it's different having boys or whatever, you know, it's, it's always, um, yeah, it's always different, but like, she's, she's looking to me at how I treat myself and how I treat the world around me and knowing that I'm her biggest example gives me even more motivation and inspiration to keep her light shining. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if I'm living from that space and radiating that, she is going to pick up on that and find her own unique magnetism to bring to the world. So, you know, I think, um, you know, not to get too woo woo, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's totally a, t- a, a teachable moment to them to live from a, a place of authentic authenticity um, and connection. Mm-hmm. And we know that life is just so much more beautiful and uh, ease, easy when you live from that place. Yeah. I love it. There's no such thing as woo woo to woo woo, by the way, you're, oh, yeah. you're all good. Um, yeah. No, that's great. And I mean, I think it's like, becomes very full circle to what we were saying earlier too, of like, even just how Nova's taught you so much and you've taught her so much. It's like this beautiful, you know, symbiotic relationship back and forth with each other and it will be forever. So I love that. Yeah. Um, I know we have to wrap up here in a second, but last question for you. Um, if you could go back to the first moment that you found out you were pregnant and all of the things that you were thinking and feeling, what words of encouragement or advice would you give to that version of yourself now? There's been so so many layers that have been ripped back and <laughs> pushed through since then that it's like just, um, to you know, really just to trust yourself, to love yourself, and know and know that you got this, you know no matter what. Um, I wish I had something like more poetic. No, that's no, that's perfect. That's perfect. But but it's true. You know, like there's so much unknown that at that point, you're just like on the cliff ready to like deep dive into this. Mm -hmm. And you, the the reality is you have no idea how it's going to go. No one does, but trusting yourself that you've got this no matter what, that you will continue to operate from a, a place of, of love and respect and truth that will always be your compass to navigate through the hard times and to really relish in the good. Yeah. So yeah. Um, motherhood is a constant state of sacrifice and surrender. Yes. yes. And there's is. beauty in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. This yeah. was a beautiful Always. conversation. I'm yeah. glad to, to hold the space with you. And I love that Ava and Nova are close in age and <laughs> will grow up knowing each other and that we get to share this totally. together. Yeah, me too. Very grateful. And uh, 
I'll take Miss Avon some play dates here so you get some time with baby. <laughs> I'll take her to the park. Yeah. This was actually the real purpose of this interview is just to remind you that you have a few more months until you need to start. Okay. Again. So start meal prepping now. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. okay you can cool. start playing. You have a few more months to go. So good. Good, good, good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. My pleasure. All right. Love to you and your family. Lauren, talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. As you know, my mission is to help moms like you feel more confident and empowered in your motherhood journey so that you can be the best mom, partner, woman, and human being that you can be. If this sounds like your jam, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. You can find me on Instagram and you can also find out more about my private coaching program and apply for a free confidence call online at www.laurenmaddencoaching.com.